Hey, Scott. Yes, Adam? Is this an airbag or a barf bag? Well, I think it was an airbag. Coming to you almost live from the assembly line of an automotive factory. This is The Unknown Studio. I'm Scott. I'm Adam. We are your uh, busy hosts. Yeah, we are assembling cars of the line. We're out. not keeping up with these robots. At all. No, I think I think we're just about to go on break. We're, and that break is probably going to be permanent. One of the reasons we're doing this in a uh, on a car production line is because later on this episode, you're going to hear from two of the co-founders of Pogo Car Share here at Edmonton. That's right. I'm They're very, very, you're as excited as they are. So about excited this, about this car sharing service. I, I use it all the time. Uh, I I'm planning to get rid of my car because services like Pogo and Uber now exist in Edmonton, and it's very convenient for me because I live downtown. Um, so, so yeah, I'm very excited and looking forward to talking to Kieran Ryan and Alexis Allshorn from Pogo. And they will be here a little later on. Yeah. But before we get to that, we should talk about some stuff. We are, we're very excited. Uh, this episode, we're, we're actually excited every episode. Obviously. But this episode. We're particularly excited this episode. Yeah. Scott and I have been working on something over, we worked on it a little bit over Christmas, trying to get things set up so that we could launch the thing that we're launching right now. Which is the unknown studio. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. It sounds weird to say, but that's kind of what we're doing. We are, it's not even a relaunch necessarily of the podcast. It's nothing that's going to uh, change the content that we're providing. It's nothing that's going to change the uh, release schedule of the podcast. And it's in no way going to impact your ability to listen to it. You still get all kinds of juicy business from us. However... Uh, we, over the past uh, few seasons, you may have noticed that we've had sponsors yeah. uh, supporting our show, and we've been very grateful for them, and, and we uh, like having that support, but it's, uh, it's a pain to go out and look for sponsors, mm-hmm. and it's difficult to find people who, uh, or, or businesses more, that, that want to sponsor the show and, and can help us with uh, the overhead that we do have. Yeah, because it's not, as it is. it's not like, it's not a totally free thing to run. And, and, and if we had, you know, a few extra dollars here and there, it would make our lives much easier. And with that in mind, we are launching a Patreon campaign for The Unknown Studio. Yeah, so for those of you who aren't familiar with Patreon, it's it's a little bit like Indiegogo and Kickstarter, except that your donation becomes a monthly a monthly donation. Yeah, rather than uh, putting money towards a single project, you're putting money towards the ongoing uh, creative process. Yeah, and uh, Patreon supports artists and uh, and shows like ours. Uh, who are doing things more on a, a continuous basis. So essentially, we are switching to a pay-what-you-want subscription. Exactly. So, I mean, radio stations like CJSR do this. Uh, it's community-supported podcast. Exactly. And we thought, you know, who better to ask to help Make the Unknown Studio go than the actual people who listen to it? And and for that matter, Make the Unknown Studio better. Absolutely. Um, so you can donate right now on Patreon. 
Yeah, go to patreon.com slash unknown studio. Uh, a monthly subscription to the unknown studio between zero dollars and however much money you want to give us per month. Exactly. A million dollars per month. That would be ideal. Really? I mean... Um, and the way the reason we say zero dollars is because we still will be providing the Unknown Studio free. Absolutely. To anybody who wants it. We want you to listen to our show, and we're happy that you listen to our show. That Absolutely. in itself is a form of support. But if you do want to give us some money to allow us to continue to make the show uh, and make the show better, we would be very appreciative. And we've actually added a few uh, kind of thresholds that... Uh, depending on how much you you donate, gives you access to a little bit more unknown studio. That's right. So if you're if you're looking uh, browsing the Patreon uh, our profile on the Patreon website, you'll see that like a pledge of a dollar or more per month, we just we we thank you for that. Yeah. You know. And then and then it goes up from there, different levels of support. So for just by way of example, if you pledged ten dollars per month we would throw in a free unknown studio t-shirt which we would we would purchase once we'll, we've got the funds to and, do it and we'll get into that in just a moment yeah so, um, plus anything that anybody uh who was donating on a threshold lower than $10 would get exactly so so your $10 donation per month would get you that $10 prize plus different levels below that at 5 2 and $1 a month now uh the reason that you mentioned the merchandise thing and, and you would get a T-shirt when we have T-shirts available. Exactly. Is, is we have some thresholds of uh, uh, monthly income that we, we've put down. And they're, they're publicly visible. You can go and see kind of uh, what we've put, which would allow us to do more with the Unknown Studio. Things like uh, have more than one live show per season. Exactly. So that people can, so we can put on a, a show, essentially. Uh, getting some merchandise that we could provide to, to you, our listeners. Um, things like that, that we want to do to make the show bigger and better moving forward. In a perfect world, we'd be able to do the Unknown Studio as a livelihood or as part of our livelihood. Indeed, like full-time, essentially. Yeah. And and be able to do it more often. And so what we're hoping is that during this campaign, uh, you, our listeners, will be willing to donate and make it so that not only can we get things like merchandise, do live shows, but actually improve the show uh, just because we have, you know, access to more resources to do that, maybe even do it more frequently than just twice a month um, and, you know, expand, get better technology. I mean, right now we're using like a mixing board that can really only accommodate four microphones. Like if we have five people in the studio. Someone's sharing a mic. And it, and it doesn't sound as good. Now, I mean, those don't sound like big deals, but we've always prided ourselves on doing a, a podcast that whose content is not only high quality, but the delivery of it, the, the sound of it, the fidelity of it is, has always been really important to us. And I... You can get away with having uh, a podcast that does not sound great if you have great content. And I'd like to think that our content is excellent. Mm -hmm. And and I'm my own harshest critic. I'd like to agree with you. Um, but we, we have, right from the get-go, uh, wanted to make the show sound like something that you would hear on the radio. Yeah. Or uh, on, on television. Although we're not... We don't have a visual component. That might be something that we stretch goals. Yeah, who, who knows? knows? I mean, we've got three milestones set up in the, for the campaign right now, and there's no reason we couldn't add to that if, if for some reason we managed to surpass 
uh, all three. I or, mean, or for that matter, if we think of something we might want to add earlier on, yeah. but we haven't reached that threshold yet. Exactly. So, so we're asking for you guys to support us to 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 put your your money where your ears are, I guess, in a way, in a yeah. manner of speaking. And and you know what? If you don't have, if you if you don't want to, if it's the money's not available to you at this time, that's fine. We want you to keep listening to the show. Last month, December, we had over forty one hundred downloads for that month, which is a which is a you know record for us. We're usually sitting around between two and three thousand a month. But we're sort of at the point in this, in the Unknown Studios life cycle where people are, are, are telling their friends and they're listening more often. And, and so, you know, we think that that's, this is the time. Now is the opportunity to build on what we've been able to accomplish. Uh, prior to just in the last few months, I haven't really had a lot of people outside of, of events like major social media events mm-hmm. uh, where I'm talking to people who are, are really kind of plugged into the social scene. Um, who will come up and be like, oh, you're, you're Scott from The Unknown Studio. I'm usually there with you. We're kind of there representing the show yeah. uh, in a number of those occasions. But a couple times in the last month, completely apropos of nothing and unsolicited, people have uh, brought up The Unknown Studio with me. And uh, I think that that is, is a sign that we are indeed starting to become part of the, the cultural strata in the city. Yeah, it's it's been a really interesting journey. And when when... People do come up to us and say they recognize us. I think Scott and I are—I can't really speak for you, but I'm still astonished. I—I uh, I often don't know how to react to that. Yeah, like I'll—I'll I'll stand there and I might seem standoffish, but I'm actually trying to play it cool because <laughs> I have no idea how to react. Yeah, we're—we're we're processing your—we're processing what we processing what we hope is typically uh, adoration. Yeah, yeah, but it's—it's it's not always that, you know. And so, so not only like. Not only will this allow us to do things better, but we, we're we interested in expanding the scope of the Unknown Studio. It, it has been Edmonton's hyper-local podcast for, since its inception. Yes. But there's no reason that we couldn't cover issues and individuals in other municipalities across this province or across the country. Agreed. But we would need the time and resources to do that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, and we're not saying that we're going to uh, leave Edmonton for... For bigger ponds or anything. No, no, Far no. Far from it. No, we love we love the city, and and you know we'll always bring it back to this place. Uh, so so yeah, we just it's something that Scott and I have talked about for a long time. We and we didn't know how to do it. Yeah, and uh, I think that Patreon has given us the uh, the opportunity to make good on kind of that internal promise that we wanted to do more and better. Yeah. So uh, we do need your help. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Please support us. Uh, we do need your assistance to do it. But again, I'm not suggesting that we don't appreciate you listening to the show, period. No, no, no. And again, we're not withholding anything nope. from anybody who doesn't want to pay for the show. You will continue to get the show as it has always been prevented. Or prevented. As <laughs> presented. We're not preventing you. From listening to our presentation. That's right, yeah. Um, nothing is going to be uh, blocked behind a paywall. No. There will, however, be some additional stuff mm-hmm. that we're going to throw in for people who do uh, support us. And, and those details, I'm not going to read them all off to you. Those no, are you all... Can, you can go check that out. Yeah, so, so please do support us if you don't... If, if no one donates to this campaign, you're still going to get the same 
Uh, we'll figure out how to continue doing what we're doing right now. Yeah, and, and Scott mentioned like we we have had sponsors at various times, but the amount of effort it takes to go out and get those is pretty significant, especially when each of us works a full-time job. Agreed. And we have other stuff going on. And I mean, we've been lucky enough to have been approached in the past by some of the people who have sponsored with us. And, we, and all the people and organizations who have, we so appreciate it. We Absolutely. Wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are today without that kind of support. In fact... Let's mention them right now. Yeah. Let's, let's run down the honor roll. Obviously, the uh, former Guru Digital Arts College. Now Edmonton Digital Arts College. Uh, was a longtime supporter. The Edmonton Journal yep. supported us right off the top of the show. That's true. We had uh, Waterloo Ford as a sponsor in, in October. Um, Oodle Noodle has supported the podcast and, in fact, are asking about sponsoring us again. And which there will be an, a way for them to do that through Patreon exactly. now if they're interested. We'll also just take their money if they want to give it to <laughs> yeah. us. I'm not going to lie about that. And uh, we also had the Traveling Tickle Trunk as a sponsor. For for a while, yeah. yeah. So we've, we've... Am I forgetting anybody? Um, we've, ha- we've had a couple people advertise with us a little bit. Obviously, the Christmas Bureau, we've supported uh, their PSAs. Um, our good friends, Apocalypse Cow, uh, ran an ad with us one month. So shout out to them. Jerry Allenbach ran a series of like th- five second ads with yeah, us. His bacon ads. Yeah. Which was great. Um, that was, he came to us with that and we were like, yeah, man, we'll do anything because we own the airwaves. Uh, well, and also we're filthy, filthy whores. Yes. Yes. So he gave us will, money. If you give us money, we'll, <laughs> we'll come and do your children's birthday party. I yeah. mean, we'll do the show and they'll be bored. Yeah, but we'll do it. It'll be terrible. It'll be their worst birthday party. In fact, we will guarantee that. (laughs) But someone's uh, someone's going to ask us to do that now. Just wait. Do you want your child to cry? Do you want us to pop balloons? This is a total tangent. Yeah. Um, There is um, there is a a party clown in I want to say it's Germany, who (laughs) you can hire. And uh, he will spend the week leading up to uh, the person's birthday that you're hiring him for terrorizing them. <laughs> he is a scary clown. And he will, he will stalk them uh, and like just be like lurking nearby, glaring at them menacingly. And then on the birthday itself, he will arrive at the party and hit them in the face with a birthday cake. Like a, not a pie. No, a birthday cake. Like, are we talking like a large cake? Eh, like a like a face sized birthday cake. That That's is his shtick. He is a scary clown who will torment you. That is awesome. Um, so there's. It just goes to show there's a money to be made doing everything. So maybe there is a niche market for whatever you can think of. Maybe this campaign's the wrong approach. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, we'll see. But yeah. So Patreon.com/slash Unknown Studio. Uh, we'll be talking about it in future episodes because the campaign stays up for as long as we want it to. Yeah. If it's tremendously unsuccessful, we'll probably take it down. Yeah. But, uh, assuming that, uh, we do get the support we're certainly hoping for. And I mean, some, some of our stretch goals might be a little kind of pie in the sky and it would be great if we reached them, but, uh, our expectations are realistic and assuming that we get the support necessary to, uh, cover off. At the very least, the overhead for the show, that would be tremendous. Yeah, exactly. So, so thanks for thanks for listening to us up to this point, and uh, thank you for listening to us into the future. Yeah, and double thank you if you throw a couple of bucks our way. That'd be awesome. So the link is on our website, and uh, if you don't want to check our website right now, you can also just go to Patreon.com/slash The Unknown Studio. Unknown studio. Unknown studio. So we're not putting a the there. It's just an extra word. Yeah. 
We don't need extra words. Like what I'm doing right now. These are all just extra. They're bonus words for you, our listener. For you, listener. Uh, we'll uh, take a, a quick break, which won't really be a commercial. It'll just be the sound of our, our music <laughs> taking you into the next section. Just a quick bumper. When we'll be uh, joined by our guests from uh, Pogo. The Pogo Car Sharing Program. We're very excited to have them on the show. We hope you enjoy the interview. If you've been around Edmonton lately, you may have seen a couple of little hatchback cars that have that can park wherever they want. Uh, these these cars are part of the Pogo Car Share program. And joining us in the studio today is Alexis Alshorn and Kieran Ryan from Pogo. They're two of the five co-founders of the organization. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. We're very excited to talk about this because as some of our listeners will know, and as Scott certainly knows, I'm a huge fan of the service. So I'll try he, not to. Like just will not shut up about it. Yeah. So so it made sense to have you on the show. Uh, yes. For, we like to hear that. <laughs> and not just, not just for that reason, but also because, uh, you know, you guys have achieved certain milestones. And we'll get into that a little bit in this interview. But first, I wanted to start with um, why, why create a car sharing company in Edmonton? I think, you know, when we originally started this, and, and uh, it was about a year ago, about this time, uh, last year, we started uh, exploring this idea. And we, we had looked at other cities and saw how car shares worked yeah. and how well they worked in other cities, and uh, in particular, how they worked in Calgary, which is a city that's very similar to Edmonton in terms of, you know, the layout and, you know, the, the types of people who live here and, and uh, the youth of the city. And we, we said... Car sharing has to work at Edmonton. It, it, it must. And uh, why isn't anyone doing it? And we started hearing that, uh, you know, the other big car shares like Zipcar and Car2Go were not interested in, in starting a car share at Edmonton. And uh, we said, man, someone should do this and started doing the research. And then it sort of, I think like many startups do, it just sort of starts to snowball. And soon enough, you're, you're uh, running a car share and you, you wonder what, what's going on. Suddenly you realize you purchased like five Nissans and, it's, and, and more than that anyway. Surprise! <laughs> so uh, you said Zipcar and Cardigo weren't interested. What do you think the reason for that is? I get asked that question all the time and I don't have a great answer to that. I think uh, part of it is that Edmonton flies under the radar. Mm -hmm. uh, Zipcar is run out of the States. Cardigo is run out of Germany. Um, and in some ways, you know, if you're if you're sitting in another country, Edmonton isn't the first city that pops in on the radar um, for a new service like this. Um, I think it, also um, part of the reason, too, is that Edmonton winters can be really challenging. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's cold. The roads are, you know, difficult to get around on a lot of the time, for instance, like today. Mm -hmm. Totally. It's snowing the day that we're recording this. It's quite miserable. Uh, the roads were not excellent on the way to this recording. They either, were very so. unexcellent, in Indeed. fact. Everyone arrived right on time. And I was, I was so glad to see uh, Alexis pull up in a gray Nissan Versa. Uh, and, and Kieran, did you, did you drive your own vehicle or did you take a pogo over here as well? I, I drove my own today. I try and keep as many Pogo vehicles available to users as possible. That's very kind. <laughs> he doesn't hog them for himself like some people do. Oh. <laughs> hey, I, I, I feel like, you know, having a, being able to just access one of those has to be a perk of, uh, of running the company. What were some of the challenges uh, of getting started in, in Edmonton uh, before cars were even on the road? 
It's it's a new concept, and from an insurance standpoint, and from uh, a regulatory standpoint, or uh, not so much regulatory, but from a parking standpoint, yeah. um, there's a lot of convincing to be done. Um, so you know, the, the if you walk into an insurance company, they'll say, "Who's done this before?" And if you say, "No one," a lot of them are going to say, "Well, that's." Not, we're not interested in it then. No kidding. So it took a lot of work to sort of convince, um, you know, the insurance company that we're working with that this was a good idea and that this was a, a good market for them to be in and that the risk was reasonable. Um, having a pool of drivers using, you know, a single vehicle rather than one driver using one vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest challenge is sort of pulling together those those different components. And there are so many components. I think like any business that you start, that's going to be the case. But in this uh, situation, there's there's so many people that you need to have on board in order to get this thing off the ground. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, I was uh, the other day as I was, I used my smartphone to reserve a car, went and got it, um, used my fob to unlock the car got in the car, then entered my pin on this keypad and all the steps you need to take. Like I was, I was thinking about how complicated the technology must be like all the software behind it to make it all go. Like when you guys decided you wanted to do this to when you launched, how, how much effort was required to, to do the technical stuff? On the technology side, we're working with a German company, um, that has, worked in the car sharing space for 25 years. So they produced the hardware for the cars and then they've moved into sort of the software side and we were their first free-floating business. And I I can explain a little bit more about free-floating and how that works, but the concept that you can take a car wherever you are. Um, So we've been working with them to develop it. It's definitely uh, new technology Mm -hmm. and I'm sure, you know, for listeners who have used the Pogo service, they they have seen some of these glitches that we're you know we're working through to to improve as we go. Um, but you know our, our approach to this was instead of we could have started and say let's build this from the ground up, but what we instead did was go out and find a partner who's already done a lot of that legwork and then work with them to get the service out as quickly as possible. Yeah. Well, why reinvent the wheel? Yeah. What uh, what went into selecting the kind of vehicles that you were using? Was that something that uh, the company you were working with already kind of had on the table, or did you did you go out and kind of do the research and figure out what cars would be good to use? So we wanted to make sure that our fleet uh, was sort of made up of cars or vehicles that can handle Edmonton winters. Um, so, um, and also, you know, accomplish a wide variety of tasks. So instead of just being primarily a small commuting car, we wanted something that could fit more than two passenger or more than two people in the car. So we, all of our cars have five seats. Um, a lot of them are sort of that hatchback style so that if you did want to go, you know, buy a large amount of groceries or get a bookcase at Ikea or something, you could go do that and still fit things in there appropriately. Um, and on top of that, we have, uh, winter tire program. So all of our vehicles are outfitted with winter tires, which I really appreciated as I drove here today. (laughs) Um, and then we actually were counting and I think about half of our fleet has heated seats, which is really great when it's oh, yeah. really cold out. That's always a treat when you get into one of those ones. Absolutely. Yeah, the first time I actually noticed, I didn't realize we had heated seats <laughs> in some of the cars. So that first cold snap in December, I was driving and I, about five minutes into the drive, I went, oh, I'm so, I feel so warm, even though the car is cold. And then I was like, oh my gosh, the seats are hot, are hot. they're heated. This is so exciting. And I immediately, when I got to my destination, I immediately texted all the Pogo people and I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, there's heated seats. It's so exciting. I, the first time I experienced that, I was like, did I just piss myself? 
Like, I feel weird. And don't do warm. that in the cars, please. I'm going to try not to. <laughs> uh, do you have plans to expand the fleet as well if, if uh, more people start making use of the service? We actually um, currently have 25 cars on the road, and our plans are to have 30 by the end of this month, so it's January, um, 50 by sort of end of March time, so early spring, and then about 150 by the end of the year. Holy shit, that's astonishing. Like, that's that's huge growth. Yeah. So it sounds like you're seeing quite a bit of demand for the service. Can I ask how many people are POGO users right now? How many people you have signed up? Are you allowed to tell us that? Yeah, so we have just over 350 customers. Awesome. Uh, and we notice that number expanding every week. Wow. And right now, actually, you've got a program, I believe, where there's a, a discount to sign up because you pay, you pay a sign-up fee. So at the time of this recording, I think it's like 10 bucks off or something like that. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, so there's a one-time $35 sign-up fee. And for the next four or five days, I think, we have a... So until Wednesday, January, whatever that is. 14th? That the, sounds the right. The day that this podcast comes out. Is, is your day. last day. So get, get <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, the promo code is POGO2015 and P-O-G-O-R, all caps. Cool. All right. Um, what about the zone? So, so right now, Pogo operates, you can take a car anywhere in the city, but when you leave it, it has to be between Grote Road and 97th Street or, and 76th Ave and about 105th or 107th. Are there plans? There must be plans to expand the zone. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest requests we get right now from both existing users and people who are interested in the service and are thinking about signing up is please expand the zone and please add more cars right um, to fit that and I, I you know we we do uh, we're definitely considering requests right now about you know where are the right areas to expand and, and people are asking us you know putting up their signs and saying here <laughs> do it um, I think you know our, our target is to make sure that we have a sufficient number of cars in the existing zone um, so that we can hit that service level where if you're in that zone you can walk outside and you can always get a car mm -hmm. um, within, you know, a few blocks of where you are. Um, and then we can expand because at, at this point, you know, we have 25 cars out on the road, but um, certainly there are cases where people go outside and, you know, the car can be 10 blocks away or more. And that's, that's quite a walk yeah. uh, for someone to use to have to get a car. Now you mentioned uh, getting around in the city. Could you take the car to uh, anywhere in Metro Edmonton, like Leduc or St. Albert or Fort Saskatchewan? Yeah, so you can actually take the cars anywhere in Western Canada. Oh, what? So all the way up to the border of Ontario. So Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and BC. Just as long as you return it back in that <laughs> to the zone. zone. Yeah. And your reservation will continue, and you'll continue paying for it until you bring it back to that zone. Now, uh, for anybody who... I might have just hit the mic, sorry. For anybody who uh, is... <laughs> still kind of a little unfamiliar with how the service works. You mentioned the sign-up fee. What cost goes into actually making use of one of the cars? Um, so did you want a quick rundown of how the service works? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Take us through it. Yeah, yeah. sure. So um, once you're a member um, and you're added to our insurance policy and you get your sign-in information, um, you access our app or you can look online to see where cars are. And, uh, you know, you can reserve it for up to 15 minutes while you walk over to it. Um, and then you, you know, use your key fob to open it, you enter your pin, you can drive away, drive wherever you want in Western Canada, bring it back to the zone, uh, and, and leave it and just walk away from it. So, um, the cost, uh, is down to the minute mm -hmm. uh, and that includes gas parking within the zone. 
uh, insurance, registration, and all the things that go along with it. So there's no surprises at the end of it. You're not going to be invoiced for things that you aren't anticipating because it's all timing based. So the minute cost is 47 cents a minute up to a maximum of $14.99 a day or an hour, sorry, up to a maximum of $69.99 a day. Wow. And that's all inclusive of those, of gas and insurance and all those things. Have a lot of users taken them out of town? Yeah, we had lots of people taking um, like weekend trips over the holidays, which is great. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a little bit surprised by that, admittedly, because I always expected that, um, you know, that if someone was going to go away for a weekend, they'd go rent a car from someplace. But I guess like there's a whole bunch of other costs associated with doing that, not just the the daily rental fee, but you know, like you just said, insurance is included. You don't have to pay for gas, which is amazing. Um, I really appreciate that. Yeah, we definitely looked at the numbers um, and sort of said, okay, well, we want to make sure that, you know, we are being sort of at least on some level, not totally competitive with rental agencies, because obviously they can offer a lower daily rate on weekends, but we do have all of those other things included. So it actually ends up being fairly comparable. And the other added benefit is that if you want to go away for a weekend, you don't have to, and you want to use a pogo car, you don't have to go to a rental office, wait in line, go to the car, do the car inspection, and then finally drive away when you want to leave. And when you come back, if you want to come back at midnight, you don't have to drop the car off and then figure out how to get home. You can just park in front of your house and walk inside. Have you uh, been getting a lot of, uh, I'm going to use the word hate from rental companies? Like, are they, is there a sense that you maybe are kind of honing in on their turf? Um, rental, so in, uh, for Pogo ourselves, we have received no feedback from rental companies whatsoever. But in North America, I think rental companies are certainly aware of these services. And, um, you know, Avis bought Zipcar. Um, Enterprise bought a Toronto car share um, called AutoShare. And so they see the potential of this service and how, you know, if, if we start hitting, you know, hundreds of cars in Edmonton, how it it starts to make sense where people will not be going to rental agencies anymore. Um, and they're certainly interested in the space, but they've shown more appetite to buy these things rather than to create the service themselves. So kind of um, appropriate an existing service and roll it into their into what they're doing rather than try to compete with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if they're buying the competitor to take them out or if they're buying it to bring those skills in house for themselves i'm not sure i mean it's a thing that it's a it's a service that's not going away i mean transportation is changing dramatically and before we started recording we were, we talked a little bit about you know the ecosystem of pogo um, uber being on the scene like uh, it's really edmonton's kind of an interesting place for these emerging technologies and i think that if rental companies were trying to acquire a car share it would be because they can't develop the technology themselves. They just don't have the resources to do it. Um, so it's good to hear that you're not, you're not getting in shit with anybody right now. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> um, what about your, your customer base? Are they, are they good at following the rules? Or do, they, do you have a lot of incidents where cars get parked outside of the zone? And if that happens, do you have like a retrieval team to go get, to go get the cars? A bunch of guys with lead pipes. Hey, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing parking your car? We, we know this was you. We, we've got your profile. You know, something like that. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, can't do the, I can't do the mean voice. Um, yeah, if you park outside of the zone, you're a jerk. No, I'm just kidding. You're not. It's okay. Uh, no, actually, our members are great. Uh, we've had very few incidents of uh, people parking where they're not supposed to. I think the biggest 
the biggest problem that we've had with parking is um, not parking out of the zone, but people parking in tow-away zones. Oh. So there's the parking meters. You're allowed to park at parking meters, and you don't have to pay for them. But the parking meters that are in tow-away commuter zones are not included because if you leave a car there, there's no guarantee that anyone else is going to pick it up before those commuter zone times come into effect. Right. So it's just part of our program is that you don't park there. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of been the main challenge, I think, as far as parking goes, mm -hmm. um, just with membership or members using the service. So yeah. if you're listening and you're a member, don't park in tow-away zones and no-stopping zones, please. <laughs> now, um, I know that Zipcar in Calgary, or sorry, car to go in Calgary, they have some kind of deal with whoever runs a lot of their surface lots that some of their spaces are allocated for cars to go. Uh, that's the plural of car to go. Cars to go. Cars to go. Not car to goes. That's like cools de sac. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or, or governor's general. <laughs> yeah. um, is there is there a plan or have you guys thought about um, the opportunity to work with uh, companies like Diamond Parking or Impark to have spaces for POGOs? Yes. And I think that those opportunities, you know, we're going to have to use those types of parking um, services as, as we grow this. I believe Car2Go uses um, the Calgary parking service lots right. um, primarily for, for what they do, and, and they're just allowed to park in certain areas. And if they restrict themselves, it's only because of um, connectivity. You need to be able to – the car needs to be able to talk to the network. So if you park in a big concrete parking lot, you can have issues with that. Um, right now, the parking that we have with the city is just for on-street parking, um, but I think that's something that we'll discuss as we go, and, and as we add more cars, um, you know, I think we're going to add parking as well. Cool, because that's, that's one of my, I don't want to say beef, but, uh, you know, going to places in, like, Oliver Square, it's hard to find uh, a street parking that's convenient to walk, but uh, at the same time, you know, I'm using a car that doesn't belong to me. It's true. And it's really convenient. So what the hell am I complaining about? We are definitely, um, I think at some point in the future, we will look at sort of developing those sorts of partnerships with people and companies to to see if there's ways that we can work together. Yeah, and the thing to remember is that, you know, you, for all intents and purposes, you're like a three-month-old company. You know, I mean, not not truly, but you've been you've been operating and you've had people using your cars just for a short period of time. And, and assuming that it continues to grow and be as successful as it has been so far, I would like to think that a lot of those companies would be very open to the idea of making things convenient for your customers. Yeah. An interesting one has been developers. In other cities, um, car sharers and developers have worked together to put car sharing in new developments. So condos or even commercial buildings, you know, they have designated car share spots. And, you know, this works for people who use those buildings. So if you own a condo or, or what have you, you can use the car share in your building. And, uh, you know, it's it's convenient. It's right there for you. It's easy to access. And it gives a lot of people the opportunity not to own a car if they mm -hmm. live in that building. And the benefit for developers beyond being able to market that to people who want to use the building is the city will sometimes allow them to reduce the amount of parking that they have to build. Right. Because that's always a battle in, in terms of how much parking they have to build. So um, that can reduce their costs and, you know, they either pass that on or make more money or whatever it is that they do. That's cool. I think I, I, think I know what the next conversation I'm going to have with my condo board is going to be. Because we've <laughs> got, you know, we've got parking around the building. I'd like to see a pogo there all the time. I'm sure my neighbors would too. It's pretty awesome. Um, so you said... 
there's plans to expand the zone, but it sounds like more cars, more users is the priority right now. Um, I met with a buddy on la- earlier last week who was talking about how he emailed you guys and said, you guys have to expand to Bonnie Dune. That's the next, the next place. And um, so you, you don't have to tell us where, but do you sort of have an idea about how you're going to expand the zone? Yeah, I think, um, so we've definitely heard from a lot of people about the areas that they want to see it happening. And, you know, there's a few key areas that people have really been speaking out about, which is great. Um, we like to hear that. And we want to, you know, we want to provide that service for people where they want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, I mean, it's still a bit of ways away. A bit of ways away. A bit of, that's, that's, a, that's a bit an acceptable away. sentence. Great. We talk um, like this all the time on this show. <laughs> it's, uh, it's still a bit away because we do want to make sure that the central zone right now is saturated enough with cars. Um, but, um, you know, if people have, have, you know, the demand and we want to provide that demand, then, you know, we'll see that expansion happening in those spots. So I think probably if primarily. you want Pogo in your neighborhood, get together all of your friends <laughs> in the neighborhood and just spam them with requests. Yes, just and then <laughs> then your voice will be heard. And remember, they're on Yay. they're on Facebook <laughs> and Twitter as well. So don't just use email. No, just hit them from every possible <laughs> angle. Pick it outside their homes. What have I gotten us into? <laughs> don't worry, this will be the best thing that's ever happened to you. Sorry, Kieran. <laughs> Sorry, everybody else in Pogo. Kieran's just hanging his head sadly. It's, <laughs> it's very bad. Um, <laughs> Do you have any other questions? No, not really. I think I think you guys covered off everything really well, actually. Yeah. Is there anything we missed that you want people to know about? Anything coming up that you want to announce? Uh, just keep using Pogo. Yeah, I think I think uh, if we could say anything, it would be you know we really encourage people to try Pogo. I think you know we mentioned earlier. Right now, you can sign up for twenty five dollars, and uh, I think a lot of people once you have the app and once you can see where the cars are you'll find all the opportunities and ways to use it. Um, and uh, it really does start to change the way you think about getting around when you just can walk outside and there is a car wherever you are. And it, it would be convenient to uh, people who maybe only live... Like I have a lot of friends who are a one-vehicle house and sometimes they have to organize, well, you need to drop me off here mm-hmm. or I need to worry about how I'm going to get home because we're doing different things and, and being able to just be like, oh, well, I'll just grab a pogo car. That can totally change the dynamic of how they get around. Yeah, it's, so. it's um, definitely another piece of that sort of puzzle of getting around a city. Um, and and I think, yeah, as Kieran was saying, like that's an area that would, I think it's something that surprises people when they say, oh, actually, I could just grab a car. I yeah. walked out this building. There's one there. I can just drive it the 20 blocks I need to to get to the, my next destination. It's so easy. Um, and I had something else that I was going to say. Oh, actually, I was going to say that, um, you know, people who own a car, we have a lot of members who actually own vehicles already. Um, I think all of us Pogo people own vehicles. Um, but it's it's that convenience factor that is really a driving force for a lot of our members, too. Mm-hmm, for sure. Are are the are the are all the cars going to be um, wrapped eventually? Like put the co- the Pogo yeah. logo and stuff like that on it? Yeah, we're in the process of decaling all the cars. It's hard to do because we want to keep the cars available so we can only do one or two at a time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, you'll start seeing more decaled cars as we go forward. They look great. They look really awesome. Like, yeah. They're not like, 
it's not like I get into one of those cars and I'm like, oh, everyone's going to know. Everyone's going to know I'm pogoing. <laughs> but you're kind of proud. Super proud. That you're pogoing. And and that was going to be my last question. Is pogo now a verb? Like, people are pogoing. I pogoed, you know, my way here. We use it as one, so I hope so. You guys are changing. You're not only changing transportation. You're changing the language yeah. of transportation. It's there amazing. So so uh, thanks for being on the show. Before we let you go, we've got one more thing that we do with guests. And that would be your favorite part of the show. The Fast 16. Now, you said it was normally, only 15. Wow. Normally it is, but uh, when we have two guests, I'm out. We, uh, we have an even number of questions yeah. so that everybody gets the same amount. Uh, and it would be uh, a series of questions that are, are asked of all of our guests. And then, of course, uh, a few that are tailored specific to you guys, some wild card questions. Yeah, so, so we'll just blast through the first 12 they're really simple questions, so don't worry about it. And then I've got four wild cards, but normally we do you one, 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 one. But I'd like you both to answer the wild card questions because I think they're interesting. Who wants to go first? Flip a coin. You can go first. Okay. All right. Me. So Alexis. Choose me. So here we go. The Fast 16 with Alexis Alshorn and Kieran Ryan from Pogo. Number one, your favorite food. Raspberries. Uh, your favorite color. Yellow. Mac, PC, or Linux? Mac. Dogs or cats? I'd have to say dogs, but I'd have to have the space to, to own a dog. Right now, I don't have enough space, but yeah. Right. So that's the next thing on your list. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. Your favorite holiday? Uh, is it like, like type of holiday or where I've been? Interpret however you see fit. Uh, I'll go with Christmas because it's awesome. There you go. Uh, your favorite sport? Uh. I'm guessing you don't really have one. I'm sure I like something. <laughs> tobogganing? To play or watch tobogganing Drunk counts. tobogganing. Tobogganing totally counts. And has never been used on this show before. It's true. There's been some controversy over tobogganing lately. Yes, and we'll get into that we'll another into time. That. It has to be with later. a flask of fireball whiskey. Well, obviously. Yeah. How else are you going to stay that's, warm? That's how I did it when yeah. I was a kid. Or when you run up the hill, how else are you going to forget that you're t- exhausted from running up the hill? Yeah, exactly. yeah. For not the vomiting when you get there, notwithstanding. <laughs> Uh, Kieran, your favorite pastime? Uh, ooh, this is boring. Reading. That's not boring at all. <laughs> uh, Alexis, your favorite show to binge watch on Netflix? Oh, this is really embarrassing. Oh, yes. I, yes, this I is why I we only like watching. bad 90s uh, television. Okay. So, um, Ally McBeal, oh. which is on American Netflix, which I totally don't have an IP address Netflix for. Netflix is uh, starting to crack down on that in Canada, apparently, so you better watch it. I have three. Do you want all three of them? Yes. Okay, so Ally McBeal, Dawson's Creek. Oh, my God. And recently, Gilmore Girls. I actually go. just finished watching that. Oh. It was fine. Great. Yeah. Was fine. I mean, it's all awful, yeah. but for some reason, i that's all I ever want to watch <laughs> are those three shows. Awesome. My poor boyfriend. <laughs> uh, Kieran, your favorite movie? Mm. I'm going to go with Despicable Me. Ooh, nice. Oh, I want to answer that one, too. Okay, go ahead. The Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> she was giving a thumbs up earlier to Christmas's favorite holiday. Yeah, that's so right. There's a, there's a theme going on. For sure. Sorry, I co-opted that. I apologize. What about uh, a favorite video game? Um, I would say Tekken, sure. the old arcade game, or maybe Air Hockey. 
Ooh. Is that a video game? It's not really a video game. It's an arcade game. It appears yeah. in arcades. Maybe I don't that, know that it's necessarily yeah. a video game. Yeah. yeah. That old, that Tekken, Tekken fighting oh, yeah. game in so, arcades, that one. Tekken or Pong. That's what oh. you just described with air hockey. Oh, but air hockey is way more fun. Yeah, it's and violent. You can hurt yeah, somebody. I don't really like Pong. Uh, Kieran, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, it'd be flying for sure. Awesome. Says the guy who runs a, a transportation company. <laughs> Go figure. And now we're on to our wild card questions. So these are, I'm, I've tried to make these pogo related. Standard or automatic? I think we have the same answer to this one. Yeah, it's standard. Yes. But none of the pogos are standard because no. not everyone knows, right? Not everyone knows. And you don't want to wreck a car. Oh, wait, wait. It, it is my dream that one day when we get big enough, we will roll out a exclusive standard service. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's wicked. I love driving standard. Uh, car, truck, or SUV? Probably car. Yeah, I go with car, too. Okay. Winter tires or all seasons? Like, why am I even asking this yeah, question? Yeah, winter. <laughs> I think Karen's got the same answer. I, I don't know if I can dignify that. I like, I like living dangerously, so uh, bald, bald-ass tires. And finally, our last wild card question. Wooden tires, sorry. <laughs> Wagon wheels. Wooden wheels. <laughs> yep. uh, our last wild card question, what's your dream car? If, if money were no object, what would be bike? a bike? Okay, there we go. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> what is my dream car? Gosh, I don't know if I... One that has four wheels and works. Great. So, Pogo. Yeah, I was, I was like uh, Porsches. Ooh, okay. So, uh, Those often have four wheels. <laughs> there you go. And they work every now and then. <laughs> often. Thank you guys so much yes. for Thank being you. on the show. Thank you. This was fun. It was, yeah, it was a blast. Uh, Kieran Ryan and uh, Alexis Alshorn from Pogo Car Share. You can check them out at pogocarshare.com. And don't forget that you have today to get in on that $10 <laughs> That's off. That's right. What's the, what's the promo code? POGO2015, all caps. There you go. Uh, have a wonderful day, guys. We'll see you on the roads of Edmonton. You've been listening to The Unknown Studio, episode 109. Our guests, Alexis Alshorn and Kieran Ryan. Pre-production by Adam Rosenhart. Post-production by Scott C. Bourgeois. Subscribe today at patreon.com slash unknownstudio. You can visit us on the web at theunknownstudio.ca. Thanks for listening. Yeah, just, just lean in a little bit and say some things. Alexis, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank uh, you for asking. That is or good. I'm doing well, not great. And, very well. And Kieran, how are you doing? I am also doing very well. Awesome. I, I would like to think that all of us are also doing good. We are doing good. Every day I do good. Yeah. I try, certainly. So. And that's why we're here. Good deeds. That's because why we we're all here do today. good. Yes.